with uh, local counselors. And so the faithfulness of God to keep answering your phone, keep training, uh, the faithfulness of God through you. I know you're giving thanks to God for his faithfulness to us, but God's faithfulness to our church family through you and the team is just a sweet aroma of God's love here on earth. So thank you. Uh, Let me pray for you. Dear Lord, thank you so much for Gina and the team. We just thank you, God, for her faithfulness. We thank you for her work and her joy um, of serving our church family in this region. We thank you, Lord, for the, the faithfulness of God, your faithfulness through Gina and the team. Lord, we thank you for the faithfulness of loved ones who are walking alongside other loved ones who are struggling. Help them to see that they are made in the image of you, that you, the God of all comfort and mercy, uh, are with them now and watching over them wherever they go. So you are a good, faithful God. The Lord, your God, is God, the faithful God to a thousand generations. So we just praise you, God, for this time of sharing today. May we rest in you now and always. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, Sam Van Emmon, could you welcome him with me? So Sam is a father and husband Um, He is a resource specialist, very cool, at the uh, CCO, Coalition of Christian Outreach. And I I have this, um, I have your title here. So it works for the CCO, which calls and equips college students to serve Jesus Christ with their entire lives. And the other thing I note about Sam is he's a good friend of mine. We've had many conversations. He's actually the guy who took me to Dolly Sods and uh, did the Karen exercise with me. And he's an author he wrote this amazing book that was so impactful to me. It's called Disruptive Discipleship, The Power of Breaking Routine to Kickstart Your Faith. It's a good, good book for the year. And, uh, and so, but above all of those things, the thing I love most about Sam, and I don't actually know exactly what he's going to say. We've talked for hours because that's what we do. But I don't exactly know what he's going to say, and that's totally fine because I know, the thing I want you to know about Sam, above all those things I've just described, is Sam loves Jesus. And he yearns for us to grow in our walk with Jesus too. So Sam, thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, taking this little adventure with me. And uh, how have you seen God's faithfulness in 2020? Well, thanks, Ryan. Yeah. And good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good to see you all. Oh my goodness. So the list, as Ryan said before, the list is long. Like you, you get a piece of paper out and you start thinking and you realize, oh, it's kind of endless if we're willing to go there and, and name, name the details. But I go back to very early, um, there's a couple things that stand out to me right toward the beginning, back in March. One was, I work with college students, and there was an announcement by U-Haul that said, hey, if, if you're a college student and you need to leave school and take your stuff home, call us, we'll pick up your things, and there's no charge. And I thought, what, what is this? I mean, it was a, you know, no fine print, just we'll do it. We'll send it wherever it needs to go. I thought, well, that's, that could have some traction this year. We could use that. Another one that's uh, personal, and I had mentioned this to Ryan, is uh, a good friend of ours, Scott, showed up one morning with homemade muffins. They're amazing. I mean, not just the muffin tops, but the whole thing was delicious. You know? So he showed up out of the blue, and so we have our masks on. He's down on the street, and we're standing up on the steps. And uh, we spent part of those few minutes together mourning the loss that our children, we both have kids, we, 
we were mourning the loss that our children had endured. And it, it was, uh, you know, it was a little kind of tear in the eye, just sort of like, we, we know this isn't fair. And then we celebrated these muffins because they have a, a, I mean, it comes as a gift. I love that you said not just the tops, like the whole muffin. The whole yeah. muffin uh-huh. down. Yeah. You just want to <laughs> lick the paper out, you know? And I, I remember um, there was this juxtaposition between the, the gift and the simplicity of the muffin and the, the, the weight of the, of the setting that we were entering in this year. And, and it became like a template for how things would continue to go, where it was this blessing and the hardship together, always together. Um, and what I'm thankful for as I see God's faithfulness is how people showed up. I mean, I think this is one of the great things about hospitality, which you're so good at, Ryan. When you create space for others and they're in your life, you see the aspects and facets of God that you wouldn't otherwise see. And so that's, I didn't see, I mean, I'm, I'm being silly about the muffins, but like, yes, like you see God as like, I don't, I'm not even going to say it, it's like a muffin top, but it's like, it's this amazing um, moment where I stop and say, it, this, this is God's faithfulness being lived out in someone in my life. Mm. And I, I'll receive that. Well, that's, that's good. Amen. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the list goes. So besides muffins. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. No muffins. Um, Which are, I'm sure, good. <laughs> they're very good. Yeah. Tell, tell Scott to send me some. Okay. I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, he, he will. He'll, yeah, he'll stop over. Um, I spent a lot of time, uh, actually started back in January. I decided I had some events coming up. I do a lot of wilderness events and I wanted to be in shape over the long haul. And so I just decided I was going to get out on the trail more often. So I started hiking on the trail, which actually I do a lot, but I, I was, it was a regular occurrence. Um, I did something to my heel. And so I started just walking in town, but here was the common denominator, whether I was running at night and then I got back to running and I spent hours, countless hours this year running through the streets of Mechanicsburg or hiking on the Appalachian trail after 10 o'clock at night. Now, I don't know what you think about being in the dark, but I'm comfortable being in the dark in the wilderness. So I'm by myself. But here's what happens. When you're out there, your senses are attuned, right? You feel the cold. You feel, you, you hear every sound, every sound. And you're like, wait, what was that? Was that something that can hurt me? Um, and, and, um, and I can think because there are no distractions like technology and so on. There's nothing to do. I'm just putting one foot in front of the other. I am so grateful that the Lord met me many, many times through prayer, through reflection, through that stillness. When all the world just feels like chaos, I'm in this very deeply quiet space and just moving. My body is alive. And I, I, I just, I would come home just um, invigorated and refreshed, even though now it's like 1130 at night, you just feel alive. And I'm so grateful that the Lord met me of all places in the dark this year. And that again was sort of symbolic of, of this year. So much is like not necessarily physical darkness, but the darkness of not knowing. And that, um, boy, to meet the Lord there in those moments and to be comfortable, uh, not afraid, but moving forward really created a wonderful space for me and my growth this year. I, that was, praise the Lord. 
Yeah. And I just thank you for that. And, and um, you know, I love, I, Sam and I joke often about, um, we're both teachers, like by heart. So if you learn something new, you want to teach it to somebody. Like if God teaches me something, I immediately feel like I need to share it with all of you, which is sometimes it's just like, no, Ryan, that's not for everyone. That's just for us, right? Uh, I'm constantly teaching. Uh, my kids are poor victims of that. Um, but like, as you think about this year, what are lessons that you could teach us? Because sometimes you and I are not invited to share lessons. And I want to invite you to teach us um, what you've learned from those ways you've seen God be faithful. Well, thanks. Um, I, I love on the back of your sermon notes, uh, Ryan has some little stones there to ties back into his story. Do it, fill it out, however you need to do it. I think it's a great little tool. Uh, something else that's very really practical. I, this, is the, this is the other kind of teacher. I'm not just giving you a lesson. I'm like actually telling you what to do. Um, I would say if, if this year is too raw and the things that you've experienced are too fresh, too, too, you just can't see through the clutter and the mess and the frustration and the stress, Set on your calendar, your 2021 calendar for like July 13th, pick a date. And write on there, just carve it out. Time to spend thinking about the faithfulness of God in 2021. You know, seven months from now, you'll be fine. Just schedule it, all right? And then keep doing what you're doing today, okay? Have the time. There, yeah. you'll, you'll have the time, yeah. All right. Um, so a verse that has come to mind. We've done this lesson, uh, series on Philippians recently. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7 have been on my mind for a couple of years now and then really came home for me this year. Um, and, and here's why. So in, in verse, so it's that passage around uh, rejoice in the Lord, uh, do not be anxious. This is verse 6. Do not be anxious, but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving and by petition, present your requests to the Lord. Do not be anxious. This was a year of anxiety. Anxiety happens when you can't figure out how it's going to unfold. When I don't have answers, when I don't understand how the, the, the world, the situation, the politics, economics, my neighbors, COVID is all going to unfold. And I don't have answers to any of it. And I find myself thinking, Lord, what, what, what's the answer? So he says, um, lay them out. Put them all the questions down and bring them to the Lord. But verse 7 doesn't give us the answer we want. What we want is the answer. But it says that the peace of God will guard our hearts and minds. And that peace is defined uh, with a little parenthetical note there in verse 7 as something that transcends understanding. It's more important. It's like Jesus saying, I can give you all the answers. It's still not going to be enough. It's not going to be the thing that you really want. I mean, think about with Google and Wikipedia and whatever, we have access to information that's unparalleled in history. Whatever information you want to know, we have all of the answers. They're there. We have understanding. And even with that, the Lord says, but that's not what you really want and not what you need. It's this peace that transcends all understanding. That's the thing that will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. For me, as a reflection on 2020, I, I, I want so badly, especially in the moments when I just want an answer. I just want understanding. I just don't want to be anxious anymore. 
the Lord says, peace is what you need. That's hard to take. That's hard to say, okay, all right. But I want to. I re- that has been my prayer. And as I move forward into this next year, it's a thing that I hope stays with me. Mm. Uh, I want to be known as someone who, who knows the peace of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah, thank you. Um, and, and Sam, I, I know that I've said this to you um, in the past, and I think it's worth saying again, your desire, I think one of the things that most helps you pursue that peace is your desire for more of Jesus, like to know him more fully and making that like the, the framework of your life and the rest of it is, you know, uh, the other stuff. Like the foundation, the desire of your life is more of Jesus. And I think that helps you weather storms. And, and that's what I'm taking away from um, this conversation. So um, anything else you want to say? Well, this. It, that, what, thank you. Always oh, has one more I thing know, to thanks, say. Thank you. Yeah. Three more points and we're out of here. <laughs> no, no what, what you just said, I think it's really, um, it's what makes me want more. Mm. There's a, a certain history that I continue to tell myself that the Lord is faithful, that I, I, want, um, I want whatever's next. If 2000, I shouldn't even say this, you're all going to hate me. If 2021 looks like 2020, buckle up. Like I'm, let's, let's go. Let's do this thing if it's going to lead to the hopeful um, peace on the other side of it. I want whatever it takes to grow me. Um, I don't want to be lazy. I don't want to have regrets when we come out of this whole thing. I love, I mean, the thing that's been so helpful for me is that my filter's down in this year. There's so much anxiety. You can only keep your filters up for so long before I realize I'm actually a really impatient person. I'm actually a really angry person. I don't like this about me, but I was able to see it pretty clearly because I didn't have the wherewithal or the strength or the, the, thought, the clarity to, to keep the filter up. Yeah. Okay, that's clear. And what I don't want, Ryan... I don't want to lose that before we go back to normal. And I put all that stuff back away like you put your Christmas ornaments away till next year. I don't want to shove all that stuff back into the dirty corner it's been sitting in. Like it's out. Okay, this is the real exposed, unfiltered me. I've got something to work with now. I, I don't, I mean, who, who, how many times do we get a chance to, to see this stuff? Yeah. And God knows, right? God knows who we are. And, uh, I'd rather, you know, Phil Thorne, our last senior pastor, used to say, I, I, um, I'd rather everything depend on God than everything depend on me. And, and this is a year where that has become so true, right? Like we, we have no choice. Um, but that's always been true. It's like the Lord's, yeah. the Lord's faithfulness in this regard is to say, I love you enough to let you see a couple of things that you haven't seen before. And it's going to be tough. But this is because I love you. I am the faithful God to a thousand generations. And your health now, oh, this is your health now matters to your kids and their kids and their kids and their kids. And if I don't expose some of these things in you now, that's going to also affect your kids and your kids and your kids. So if you're willing to say yes to this, I'm going to invite you into something. Do you want that? Yes. Yeah, I want it. Well, the last thing I'll say is, um, you all, many of you who know me know I like to talk about my grandma. She's 96, 
and, and she story. has so she has so many great little one-liners and stuff which you've probably all heard now and uh, but she and I regularly get to talk about COVID because we used to see four or five days a week and we haven't really seen her in person since March and uh and and she's a woman she's 96 and so she's lived through the great depression she was sent away at seven to go take care of her family um, because she, I mean, to go make money because her family couldn't afford her in the Great Depression. So she went away full time at seven years old. She's lived through World War II, all these things. And she'd say, wow, what a year, you know, about 2020. What a year. But Ryan, Ryan, she'd say, she's from Tennessee, Ryan, God is still good. What a year, but God is still good. And, and I think that that is a good reminder. And God wants to give us good gifts. And, uh, and so thank you very much for, for sharing. Would you all thank Sam with me? Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Ryan. It is good to reflect on the faithfulness of God. And um, my next guest, our next um, guest is a, a friend of mine, Scott Monday. So Scott, why don't you come on up as well? Welcome, Scott, with me. Here you go. So Scott, uh, welcome. Um, come on up, and, and Scott is also a, a father of two adult children, and um, just a great guy, and I just have loved getting to know Scott over the last couple of years. Scott is many things, um, but one of them is a mentor with a ministry called Center for Champions in Harrisburg, and I just have loved watching Scott do this work, and and one of the things that um, in my time as a pastor here that I've observed is I've met with about 50 different organizations since I've come on staff. And, and everywhere I go, organizations say, your church is so generous, so generous. Your church is so generous. And that is true. You all are generous people. But one of the resounding themes has been um, the observation, I wish your people, though, would grow in faithfulness like doing the same thing over time. Not just doing a little bit here, a little bit there, but the same thing over time. It's a thing that we need to grow in. And there's no greater way to grow in faithfulness and learn to do the same thing over time than mentoring. To invest in someone week after week, month after month, year after year, uh, will teach us a lot about faithfulness. So I wanted to hear from Scott. I don't exactly know what he's gonna say, but it's gonna be great. Let's find out. Um, so. Scott, thanks for doing this. And tell us, how has God been faithful to you? How have you seen God's faithfulness in 2020? Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a little over two years ago, I got involved with this organization, Center for Champions, which is a mentoring ministry, as, as Ryan mentioned, in Harrisburg. And what they do is match up um, adult Christians, uh, men and women, with um, at-risk youth um, that are living in uh, poverty and, and in most cases without a father in the home. Um, and what we do is you know, twofold. We um, meet on either a Tuesday or a Thursday night um, as groups. Um, Tuesday night is junior high, Thursday night is senior high. Um, and we meet and do activities together and games and compete against each other. And we do a Bible lesson and um, some um, learning enrichment. Um, and it's just a great time of um, energy and focus and, and um, teaching about Jesus, and it's, uh, it's really good. Um, and the other part of it is life-on-life -life mentoring, where we uh, meet one-on-one -on -one with our match um, and just spend time with them and do stuff together and just 
grow together and talk about God together. Yeah. Um, and um, I got involved with that because um, I know what it's like to grow up without a father in the home in a single family or a single um, parent home with um, two brothers um, in you know, pretty poor circumstances. And um, so, um, and, I, and I can see how I, I lived, how that can affect you and kind of set you on the wrong path. Um, and by the grace of God, you know, I'm, I'm sober today. I, I went down the wrong path and um, came back. Um, and I wanted to use that experience to help other people that might be going through similar circumstances. Um, so in the same time, you know, a couple years ago, I was reading Sam's book, Disruptive Discipleship, and it was an inspiration to me to get out of my comfort zone and take risks and do things that I wouldn't normally do. And mentoring a teenage boy from a poor area of Harrisburg is definitely uncomfortable. Mm. And um, so um, through your connections, Ryan, um, I got uh, directed to training um, and it was just, I saw God's hand in it immediately um, when I went to the training and it was at a church where I used to attend AA meetings. Um, so I, at that point, I knew that it was something that God was leading me into. Um, so I went to the training and I was very moved by the videos I watched and what they were telling me. And I, I knew that I wanted to be involved. I went home and I talked to my family because it's a pretty big commitment. Yeah. And um, we, we agreed that um, it's something that I, I should be involved in. So and I've been involved with it for about two and a half years now. I got matched almost immediately with a boy who lives with his mom and two older two brothers, just like I did. Um, and it's been a great experience um, of growth for me and for him. Um, I've really had to check my ego a little bit um, because it, it's dealing with someone who's in an unstructured environment and um, just a totally different world. And so. You know, I had to deal with a little bit of rejection and a little bit of communication issues and, and things like that. But um, it's been, really been a, a good journey. And I've seen God's faithfulness throughout um, in growing me and him and um, just the trust that we've formed together in our relationship. Um, now, leading into 2020, when the pandemic hit, um, I wasn't able to spend as much time with him. And Center for Champions was trying to figure out how to continue their program with, without being able to meet. And I think like a lot of teachers and students in here know, um, there was just this big scramble to try to figure out how to transfer everything to online. Um, and they were able to do that through uh, technology and, and learning new things. Um, and so they were able to continue their program through the spring online and keep those um, connections and engagements happening. Um, and then we were able to meet up again a couple times over the summer, and it was a, just, a, just a great reunion um, to have with them. Um, and then in the fall, um, they were able to meet in person. But I, Nazir just, just moved in, my, the, my mentee's name is Nazir, he just moved into high school, so now we meet on Thursday nights. And I had the opportunity to um, be involved with the LDT program here at the church, which was also on Thursday nights, so I had some conflicts there. And that's a, yeah. just sorry to Scott, just yeah. catch you up. The LDT is the leadership development track. It's a really intense couple times a week, like a couple times a month rather with lots of 
Wayne Grudem, systematic theology reading. Like this is yeah. heavy lifting of readings and time. So no, no small ask. Yeah. yeah. But in the midst of that, um, Nazir is also having some, some issues with his family and, um, you know, just transitioning to remote learning was really difficult for him. And, but I've seen in God's faithfulness, um, members of his body just kind of coming around and surrounding Nazir at this time to kind of carry him through this difficult season. Um, and I guess that's what I'd say about um, 2020, what I've seen God being faithful through the faithfulness of his people. Yeah, that's right. And, and I was really struck by that when you and I were talking about this, that, you know, through, you know, in conflict, right? Like this faithfulness that you wanted to continue with Nazir and your commitment, but also this opportunity to grow as a leader through the leadership development track. And those things seemingly be in conflict, but both feeling called to both of those things and trusting that God will provide. And then these people coming alongside to help with LDT, and the thing that's amazing to me is, uh, as I was listening to your story, of how Nazir now has more than one person, right? Like he has an army of people. Kids don't just need one person in their life, right? Like think about how many people impacted your lives as children. Um, it's not just one, but dozens. However, that's true. But a lot of kids don't have even one. You know, I'm a public policy guy. That's my training is in public policy. And, and there's no single greater investment that you can make in reversing all of the dark statistics about human development than having a healthy adult in the life of a child. And so many kids, it's now 45% of American children are growing up without a dad in their house. That's physically in their house, let alone emotionally absent dads. And so that's the single greatest investment we can make to reverse um, a lot of the challenges that we're facing as a society. So I just want to thank you for your faithfulness to Nazir, but really your faithfulness to God to hold these things both firmly because God called you to them, but loosely and that like, God, I don't know how you're going to make this work. Uh, and personally, and I know our church family has grown from your testimony today, Personally, I, I'm just, I've been really thankful for your faithfulness to Center for Champions and your faithfulness to your family as well. When I've heard you talk uh, about Center for Champions, I'm struck by how Nazir has been part of your family as well. Like, because like, I can imagine that's one of the biggest things. Like, how do I do family too? Um, but it's not either or, it's both, right? It's life together. Um, anything else you want to say? Um, just, you know, if if you feel God's calling you to do something out of your comfort zone, um, I'd say just go for it. Um, and, you know, God can use you as a vessel of his faithfulness. Mm. Yeah, he equips the called, right? He doesn't call the equips. If you're if you're waiting to be ready to serve God, you're going to be late, right? Uh, that's that's the expression. That is so true. And I think mentoring, parenting, really anything worth doing, you always feel like, I had this mentor who used to say, unless you feel like you're drowning 50% of the time, you're probably in the wrong pool. Uh, and I don't know if that's good advice or not. I'm not telling kids to swim in the deep end without a floaty or an adult nearby. I'm not saying that. It's winter, so you have some months to correct my teaching. Um, but I, I do want to say you're absolutely right, and I just really appreciate this. And... Um, 
Scott, let me just pray for you and pray over his ministry with Nazir and Center for Champions. And, and then uh, we'll, we'll continue. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for Scott. I thank you for his faithfulness to you. But Lord, we just honor you as Scott just did here, Lord. We honor you for your faithfulness to him, to his family, to giving him a way to redeem the hard things that he experienced as a child. Lord, so many of us carry around these things that aren't ours to carry. But Lord, you through Center for Champions have made a way for him to, to right or wrong um, and, and to redeem a story. And God, what a good gift that is. I mean, too many times they ask for toys, but I'm asking for the wrong thing, Lord. Uh, and you have given Scott, and, and, and Scott, you've given us a great gift by this testimony. I thank you for Center for Champions and their faithfulness to these children. And thank you for the other uh, mentors and the refs involved in the program. Uh, Lord, but <clears throat> above all, we thank you for you. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. May we rest in you now and always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, Scott's going to sit right here uh, because we're going to continue this story. Uh, my next guest uh, is Scott's wife, Billy Joe. So, Billy Joe, why don't you come on up? Welcome, Billy Joe, with me. So Billy Joe is a Billy Joe is a teacher, elementary school teacher, fifth grade. Is that right? Fifth grade um, and uh, fifth grade in Cumberland Valley uh, school system. And so Billy Joe is going to share with us a little bit about that, but also about another thing uh, that they've learned amidst COVID. So Billy Joe, what is it like to be a teacher? I just want to touch on this briefly. What is it like to be a teacher in the midst of COVID? Because I imagine that's really hard. Um, good morning, everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, teaching in itself is is um, a, a rewarding and amazing career, but it is also a challenging one um, under normal circumstances. Um, and uh, I'm not going to lie, like this has been a major adjustment as an educator. But um, looking back over 2020, especially after you approached us, Ryan, and, and thinking through um, just God's faithfulness. I can just see it again and again and again. Um, things that have transpired over these last few months that never would have occurred um, under normal circumstances. And um, it's easy to want to get past the hard and want to go forward. But I, I sometimes I just find myself wanting to stay in the current and just be um, grateful to God for the faithfulness he's shown um, whether it be through the, you know, as much as it's hard for the remote learning, um, the the amazing things that have happened and transpired that we never would have seen or gotten a chance to experience. Um, one of the main things that stood out to me was um, this past fall, um, it was parent-teacher conference time. And, you know, um, being 26 years into teaching, it's actually, a, I enjoy conferences. I really enjoy getting to know the families better. And I was a little apprehensive, like, how is that going to work? And Zoom with a conference, it's going to be really awkward. And it ended up just being this most amazing God-given grace of glory to, to get to know the parents and actually sort of feel like you're being invited into their home, um, sitting in their living room. And I feel like the they let their guard down a little bit even too. And 
it's just been such a, a just an amazing and rewarding um, gift of relationship that I'm not sure I would have experienced at least to the level that I feel. Having 16 children instead of 30 or 32 has just been a blessing, getting to know them deeply. Um, and I feel like um, I can just see God's hand in so many of my students and their families. And, and I just thank him for placing them in my life. Mm. So yeah, Amen. very grateful. Amen. Uh, thank you for being a teacher. Can we, can we thank all our teachers? I mean, come on. I think the parents. I think the parents as well. That is true. Parents, my wife is like become this master teacher at home. I just love the faithfulness of teachers and parents in this season. Um, But I was struck by something that you said in our conversations in preparation for today about how this pandemic has not been that big of a deal in terms of your relationship with your husband because you guys are around each other a lot. Uh, and I love being around my wife a lot, but it's not not a big deal, this pandemic. Like, that, I struck by that. What what made that remarkable? How have you seen the faithfulness of God through this not being a big deal to be around your husband so much? <laughs> yeah, it's actually counted a joy. Um, our, our story, as many of you, um, we've shared our testimony, um, I'd say over the last 11 years of our lives has just been a complete transformation Um, When you asked us to speak and you talked about the stones, the three that came to my mind were hope, restoration, and transformation. And our our God is just a faithful, loving God that we have seen um, time and time again over these last 11 years, shaping our lives. I mean, the the thought of the two of us um, even sitting here in front of a church congregation sharing our story is just the faithfulness of God and the grace of God alone. Um, you know, our marriage was at a point about eight years ago that we weren't sure we were going to make it. Um, Scott's, Scott's, uh, um, misuse of alcohol. Um, I, I was undergoing a cancer, um, journey. I had lost my, my father. I mean, for a good three years, I just felt like whack-a-mole. Like I just get my head up and another thing would come. And at that time, I didn't see what I think God was was wanting me to see at the moment. It took the time over these last few years to be able to look back and see his hand in it all. And it's so interwoven, it's hard for me to separate it out. Um, but, you know, as a teacher and as a mother, and, um, you know, you get to know people by their relationships. And I've gotten to know our God over these last few years. And so facing things like a pandemic was not a big deal to our family, thank God. Um, praying for those of you who have suffered more um, hardship through these last few months than we have. Um, but I guess just knowing who our God is and trusting in that and knowing the transformation he has had in our family um, is just, uh, it's just an, uh, an amazing um, experience that I just pray for, for Scott and I and our, and our children that they will never forget, we will never forget facing hard times that we know are going to come again, um, just how faithful he's been and just the love that transpires through those times that we may not get the answer we wanted um, or plans may not go the way we wanted. And, and, and in some ways, these last few months have been a gift that way because as a teacher and I'm a I'm type A type personality, I like to be in control. I like to know what things are going to happen and when they're going to happen. And I had to give that up. And 
Um, as much as I can say, like, I, you know, it's been difficult, I, I actually am grateful for those moments because I can let it go and give it to God. And, um, you know, we're all sort of in that same boat together. So I didn't, I didn't feel that pressure of having to have it all together. And yeah. um, I just see the faithfulness of the Lord again and again and again. And it's just been um, a, a, a true um, testimony to his his character, and it never fails. And he's not in quarantine. We are. <laughs> so. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thanks. Well, I, I just so appreciate um, the time that you both have spent, and really all of these folks um, have spent in helping us think about God's faithfulness. And God is a faithful God. He is. is who he is. And the thing I was struck, especially as you were just sharing that last part about the absence of conflict in your marriage, um, that, that if you all are thinking like, wow, like nothing dramatic has happened to me, like no landmark event, no, no thing that's like, wow, I'll remember this forever. Like how good is God that that's true? Uh, and, and just don't dismiss this as, oh, any other year. Um, if, if you don't have these dramatic moments because God has been faithful and made a way for you to have smooth sailing. Uh, what a good God he is in the good and the hard. Let me pray and then we'll uh, close our time in worship. Dear Lord, thank you so much for Billy Joe and Scott. I pray a blessing upon their marriage and their household. Lord, what a good God you are. Thank you for making a way. You are the way maker. You're the healer, uh, the creator, uh, and, and you have re- refined and renewed their love for one another and rebonded their marriage and purpose that yearns after you. What a good God. What a faithful God you are. And so we just praise you, God, for the work that you're doing in, in Scott's ministry to Nazir and the family's envelopment of Nazir and his family. And in Billy Joe and her faithfulness to teaching and, and, uh, and to their marriage as well. Lord, in all things, may we rest in you now and always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank them for me, and, uh, and let's sing together.